Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. There was a bear bear, all black and brown and covered in hair. I am Lot, Lady of Tarth, joined with Chicky. Hey, I am Chicky. I am at the Chikrin on Twitter. And Devin. Hey, this is Devin, GD Harpo on Twitter. All right. Thank you both for joining as we delve into Aria 10 from A Clash of Kings. Um, heads up to any first time listeners, we spoil everything and uh, just kind of want to highlight this is a triggering episode um, episode for sure, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's got oh some ugliness God. in this one. I did not remember. Yeah, some yeah. things you kind of just Goodness. scrub from your brain yeah. after you finish the chapter. Same. This is hard to say. Uh, but we're going to bring it back. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, prepare yourself. Um, so we have Arya, who's like now known as Nan at this at this point in time. Uh, she's fetching water for Roose Bolton's basin and. She's heading out at the gatehouse and she's looking up and seeing all the crows pecking the tarred dead heads that are on display. And um, it's pretty dark and grisly scene. It's, you know, as far as Hall goes, it's kind of always this way, but we kind of get this um, description of kind of the treatment of the people who've been serving the Lannister men and how they're being punished. And, um, you know, one terrible thing is, you know, women are being held in these stockards and basically repeatedly raped, um, including Pia, which is... Including Pia. Yeah, yeah, which is real and sad. And yeah, I think, like you said, I think I just scrubbed this from my memory. Like, I just didn't want to. You know, I, I knew that she was sexually assaulted at different times. I did not remember that this they were they literally put these women in stocks and just left them available for any men who wanted to come along and do that at any time. That is just it's horrific. Absolutely even for this series, horrific. that is that is something. Yeah. That's something. And then we get this lovely lady, a good wife, Amabel. <laughs> Amabel? Sorry, Amabel. Anyway. Oh, uh, <laughs> who knows? Anyway, she promises Arya that uh, she'll be there too when Bolton falls, and um, she's just just a lovely lady. Um, Arya swings her bucket at her and then screams at her, "Don't touch me, or I'll kill you!" And Amabel tells her, "You think you're safe? You wait until the Lannisters get here." And Arya thinks that um, she could have this woman's head if she told Bolton what she said, but she won't. So even though like, you know, Arya has this moment of like, I could really fuck this lady over. She's a lady's a real strong word for this woman. Uh, but, uh, she won't do that because Arya's not evil, you know? But it, it's interesting how Arya is kind of, uh, feeling her power in this chapter. I mean, you know, like she's literally, when she's looking at these heads, she's kind of looking at the fruits of her labor with the coup that she basically, you know, <laughs> instrumented. And, um, you know, her her awareness of of how much she can swing events if she chooses to is is pretty startling as as you move through this chapter. I mean, she's really kind of feeling her oats is the term that I would use as she she's like, oh, I could handle this or I could handle that or, you know, yeah, it, it is. The, it the is way something. it builds throughout the chapter um, this is something I really love. This is one of my 
not gonna say favorite Arya chapter, but definitely moments once we get to the end. Mm-hmm. And it, that's the building to get to that moment is always great. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's especially profound that, you know, you know, you're right. Arya does have all these moments of thinking repeatedly of things that she could do to people. And, but I've also followed up with like knowing what the consequences would be for, for some of these, the, the people and the situations that they're in. Um, yeah. Anyway, says a lot about Arya's character at this point in time. Yes, it does. It does. Um, so Gendry is angry with her because um, Bolton and the Mummers are far worse. Um, you know, there's they, there's described that amongst some of the others, pedophiles and cannibals and black magic users, Kyburn. And uh, the Grave Companions are tasked with uh, finding which villagers have been helping the Lannisters and then collecting their heads as they go. And um, the descriptions of these guys is so utterly disgusting. Like that part where they talk yeah. about um, how bad uh, biter smells. He like smells like yeah. bad cheese. That they force. I him. think he is at several points described as smelling like cheese. It's really, really a poignant descriptor. Kyburn should really take a look at that. <laughs> Give this guy some ointment or something. <laughs> It's so bad that he's like forced to like sit at his own table when they eat and like <laughs> And that's like because I'm sure everyone smells bad on some level, oh, but yeah, he for sure that yeah. fucking bad. Like Yeah. <laughs> you know you're sounds the... like sounds like a bacterial problem or <laughs> oh, gross. Uh, okay, so I think uh, getting my stomach's actually starting to turn. I'm grossing myself out. Oh no, sorry. <laughs> okay, um, but you know he's bad enough, Biter. But Rorge is the one that scares her the most. She comments how he would occasionally sniff her and then like follow her around with his eyes. And um, she sometimes wishes that she had left with Jack and Hagar. And uh, she's called over to help Bruce's squire, Elmer Frey. And every time I read Elmer Frey, I th- it sounds like it's like Elmer Fudd. I can't help but Fudd. feel like that yep. was intentional. Every time. <laughs> yeah, I think that has to be intentional. <laughs> so, and then I'll try to even do it like how he, like Elmar, so I won't say Elmer. I'm like, it just doesn't work. <laughs> this is going to be Elmer. No, it's Elmer. Time. It's totally Elmer. <laughs> So Elmer Frey is rolling this barrel of sand um, that contains Roos Bolton's armor and uh, he kind of calls her over to help him with it and uh, he's not exactly grateful and uh, when he's kind of snotty towards her because he, he feels like he's come up in the world and she's beneath him and uh, Arya tells him that she needs to bring water to the, uh, Roos's bedchamber where he's being leeched and Arya knows that Ulmer is terrified of leeches so he kind of leaves her alone after that. Bolin is indeed getting leeched and uh, he's talking battle plans with, okay, here's another name. I'm going to say Inus Frey, but it definitely reads to me like yeah. Anus. <laughs> I think it is Anus. I think it definitely is Anus. Anus? Yes, I think so as well. Lean into the anus. Elmer and anus. What a buddy cop show that would be. (laughs) 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 Okay, so anyway, anus is worried about Tywin and being trapped um, uh, inside Heron Hall with no food. Uh, Bolton seems kind of like unconcerned, but the frame men, they're definitely worked up. 
Um, they're saying, you know, King Rob has lost the North. Someone needs to tell him. And Arya is startled because she's just like, you know, casually overhearing this conversation, learning that, you know, her brothers are dead. Winterfall has fallen. Um, and then she's kind of like stands still and she kind of controls and fights the tears back as she's listening to all this and just telling herself this is all Lannister lies. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The way that she just like kind of rejects it like just can't quite accept that it could be possible is both sad and interesting yeah it's like she's got to wrestle with like this information and it, she, she could be right and you know it might be a reasonable thought to have like this is war and messages aren't reliable so but uh to have that kind of self-awareness and control in a situation like that in this room Arya. Well, and for Arya to have this kind of control, because, you know, when we first meet Arya in a Game of Thrones, she's, you know, she can't control her emotions at all. She can't control her reactions to things. She just says stuff. And it's like she has had to completely, you know, learn how to keep her mouth shut and keep her reactions at a minimum. And and it, it, it is it is real. It is a real change for her character to even be able to do that. Yeah, she's fucking amazing. Anyway, big props to Arya. Um, so anyway, so Arya removes the leeches from Roos, and uh, Kyburn informs him that he has a letter from his wife, Lady Walda. And uh, in the letter, she's professing her love and promising him sons. And then there's this moment where Arya pictures what their baby would look like. It's just like an <laughs> image of a, a plump pig baby covered in leeches. <laughs> God. Seriously, though, it is funny. I mean, Walda really does seem to have it bad for, for Roos. It seems real. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, low bar. Like, <laughs> True. True. <laughs> it's going to be that or one of her cousins, a Frey cousin. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, and nope. if you can have anyone else, why would you want a Frey? Yeah. True. True. <laughs> anyway, I just... Uh, it's a kind of like I don't know the scene I know it's like a kind of like a it's very childlike mindset yet you know with Arya you have this moment where she's having to act like a much more of an adult than she should and then immediately yeah. picturing their baby in a bassinet full of leeches <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like their papa <laughs> okay so anyway Bolton orders um, a letter be written to um, Tallheart uh, with orders to kill the captives, I guess, at uh, Derry Castle and to torch the place. And then the orders are to head east to Duskendale. And Arya is really glad of this news because Castle Derry is where Sansa's wolf lady had been ordered to be killed. Bolton then asks for his clothes. He's going hunting for wolves. And uh, the howling is keeping him up at night. Hmm. God, how did we ever... Right. How did we not see Roos coming? Right? Just so obvious everywhere. It's a fucking hammer to the head on the reread. It really man. is. Yeah. Bucko um, Hair on Discord says, is Bolton's treachery yet complete with hunting wolves? <laughs> yeah. And is he a weird vampire man? Oh, well, possibly. <laughs> he's, a some, he's a something. He is a something. Yeah, he's a something weird something. Not. What the fuck it is, but it's something. But yeah, the hunting for wolves is just, I mean, right there. It is right there in your face. I'm like thinking about the number of wolves too now. I'm like, am I reading too deep in this? Because there's like five wolves, two pups, 
Hmm. Oh, oh no. Is that a theory? I don't know. I just, oh. th- I just thought of it. <laughs> God. Hmm. Anyway, I don't have time to think about that right now. Okay. Uh, so once Bolton leaves, Arya is left to her duties, cleaning up his chambers. And, you know, she's thinking of the news that she's just learned. She finds a map of uh, the Riverlands and sees River Run and sees Harrenhal and thinks that's not too far of a distance. Um, knowing that the hunt will be for hours yet, she kills some time with uh, needlework and that's slashing trees with a broomstick, reciting the names Sir Gregor. Um, Dunson, Polliver, Rolf, the Sweetling, the Tickler, the Hound, Sir Illyn, Sir Marin, Queen Cersei, and then <laughs> Joffrey times three. <laughs> Joffrey, Joffrey three times. Joffrey, Joffrey. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, when the punting party returns, they have seven adult wolves. Okay, it's seven adult wolves and two pups. Uh, God, I wish you'd never said that lot. I hate you for this. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> I don't want to think about foreshadowing with that. So do write us in if you have a theory. <laughs> oh, I'm sure someone does. Uh, to the Google machine after this. Okay. Uh, so he orders uh, that the wolves be sewn into blankets. And then somebody else says, oh, you know, winter's coming. Uh, mitts might be good. So he has the, the two pups turned into, asks them to be turned into mittens for winter. Um, gloves. But I like I like the idea of him having mittens. <laughs> A little more roost to have mittens. I feel like that fits. Yeah. It's more practical for uh, keeping your hands warm, more effective. Yep. Yep. Um, he tells Arya to bring him spiced wine and that he wants to eat alone. I don't I, ca- I can't remember exactly what he asks for dinner, but it sounded really delicious. <laughs> like, it's like his like boar spiced yeah. wine. It's like, oh man, that sounds like a good meal. Yeah. I'm getting hungry. Anyway, okay, there, was, there was bread. There was bread involved. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Arya brings his supper and um, she finds the courage to ask him if he plans to take her with him when he leaves Heron Hall. And it's a chilling exchange, uh, but no is the answer. He's going to uh, leave Heron Hall to Vargo Hote. And before I move on past this bit, there is this when she. There's, when she comes into the room, he's burning a book. I didn't catch. Yeah. Like, what is this book? Why? Why is he burning a book? Didn't it say earlier what it was? I can't remember actually. I can't either. This is very frustrating. <laughs> anyway. God, imagine the work that would have went into any book that existed. Right. Westeros, and to just burn it. Okay. Um. So anyway. She leaves as instructed and comes across Elmer Frey. He's crying because he was told he won't be marrying his princess. Yeah, I love this. <laughs> and it's her. Yep. It's her. Yeah, it's her. Arya is so funny. <laughs> Could you imagine if? <laughs> I'm sh- I'm 100% there is no fan fiction with these two ending up together. <laughs> Actually, I think there might God be. damn it. I almost think there might be. There's... People have a lot of weird Arya ships. I'm glad I didn't put money on that. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, she she confides with him that she thinks her brothers might be dead. And he's like, big whoop. Who cares about you? No one cares about a serving girl's brothers. And, you know, God. obviously infuriates uh, Arya. And she's like, well, I hope your princess dies. And then she runs away. Oh, God. And it's her. <laughs> Okay, and she goes to the godswood, and then she asks the gods, you know, what should she do? And then she hears her father's voice. 
And uh, let me see. When the snow falls and the white winds blow, the lone wolf dies, but the pack survives, he said. But there is no pack, she whispered to the weirwood. Bran and Rickon were dead. The Lannisters had Sansa. John had gone to the wall. I'm not even me now. I'm Nan. You are Arya of Winterfell, daughter of the North. You told me you would, could be strong. You have the wolf blood in you. The wolf blood, Arya remembered now. I'll be as strong as Rob. I said I would. She took a deep breath and lifted the broomstick in both hands and brought it down across her knee. It broke with a loud crack, and she threw the pieces aside. I am a dire wolf, and done with wooden teeth. So it's like her, her uh, moment. It's a big moment. And of course, Arya always back to the pack. Every time. Yeah. That's why, you know, it's such a misread of her to think that she's this loner. <laughs> she just <laughs> constantly creates a pack around herself. Yeah. It's, it's so true. So she um, she retires to bed, and uh, you, she can hear the wolves. They seem closer now than ever. And she sneaks off to find Gendry, and she asks him for swords, and he has to get hot pie because they'll need food. And Gendry's um, not down. <laughs> he tells her, you know, you're just going to get caught and killed, or we're going to get caught and killed. And she tells him about Vargo getting Harrenhal and, now, and how he'll chop off his feet, and that she heard him say it even though it's a lie. Yeah. She's not certain she's convinced Gendry at this point, but proceeds with her plans. She steals into Roos's room, takes that map and a small dagger, and then makes her way uh, to the stables. And she tells a boy that Roos has need of three horses and gets those all saddled up and then takes them across the courtyard to go wait for Gendry and Hot Pie, unsure that they'll even come. But they do. Uh, with swords and food. And then there's just one last obstacle in their way, and it's a guard. Arya recognizes him as a Northman, um, one, but one of the Dreadfort, she, note, she notes. Because she, she has a moment, she's like, wait, if I just tell him I'm Arya. It's like, no, no, he's he's a Dreadfort man. Uh, she tells him that Bolton has sent her to give every one of his men one silver, um, you know, for their good work. And the guy... You know, he, he, he wants it, but she does this thing where she, like, takes that coin from Jack and Hagar and accidentally, you know, drops it on the ground. And when the guy goes for it, that's when she slits his throat. And just to close this out, I have, like, the end of this chapter. Um, so, cursing her softly, the man went to a knee to grope for the coin in the dirt. And there was his neck right in front of her. Arya slid her dagger out and drew it across his throat as smooth as summer silk. His blood covered her hands in a hot gush, and he tried to shout, but there was blood in his mouth as well. Valor Margolis, she whispered as he died. When he stopped moving, she picked up the coin. Outside the halls of Harrenhal, a wolf howled long and loud. She lifted the bar, set it aside, pulled open the heavy oak door. By the time Hot Pie and Gendry came up with the horses, the rain was falling hard. You killed him, Hot Pie gasped. What did you think I would do? Her fingers were sticky with blood and the smell was making her mare skittish. It's no matter, she thought, swinging up into the saddle. The rain will wash them clean again. I couldn't resist. Oh, this is so dark. So dark. The way oh, that she's kind of prepping better. herself for this, too, it's just kind of, it's really rough. So, <sighs> it's so badass, though, too. <laughs> like, That's why I love it. <laughs> it. It is, it is, it okay, is, but it's like, you know, like yeah, this goes against 
work her way up to it. it yeah. Oh. Well, and you know, she's like, this is a Northman. Like, this is someone she should be allied with. But she's she knows so much now that she knows you can't you can't you can't use you know simple simple categories to define people. She's like, she knows everybody can be crappy, and you know, she knows he's her enemy in one way or another. And it's just, it is still pretty dark. This is this is. This is one of the darker things she ever does. This is a rough one. And hints at darkness to come. That last parting thought mm-hmm. of yes. the rain will just wash them clean. So mm-hmm. all the other things that she's gonna do, she's gonna. Mm-hmm. It's only it's only bad for now. It'll it'll be better later. But it's just so incredible how far she's come. I mean, if you consider this has only been two books, I think this is her final chapter. I'm pretty sure in this book. And you know, like you go from she's someone nine. who's. Yeah, she's nine. She's been being swept along by events. You know, I mean, things have happened around her and to her, and she has only been able to react. And you see her here, um, in the in the at the end of Clash, where she's just she's taking the reins. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, I, I can't yeah, wait. Yeah, like her last more. two chapters is where she really, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She she's she's not going to wait, and she's just like, okay, things are things are things are headed south here. I've got to change the the game, and she just she does. And, you know, pretty, pretty deftly. I mean, I, I can't imagine most adults being able to handle this as well as she does at nine. No, it's so quick. Like the part with the soldier that she knows she has to kill, like, you know, he's looking at her suspiciously. She's assessing him. He's way too tall. She can't reach his throat. And so she's in that, like, to think on her feet, I'll drop this coin. He'll reach for it. I'll slit his throat. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's some tactician. Yeah, it really is. Um, did we have any oh, mail yeah. for this one? Yes, we have a couple of comments. Um, <clears throat> so, Cardinal Girl 75. Um, I love how Arya hears the wolf howling when she's at the heart tree and how that reminds her of who she is. She's thought of herself as so many things in this book. Ari, weasel, a mouse, a ghost. Wasn't there a sheep in there somewhere? And finally, she remembers she's Arya Stark of Winterfell, a wolf, and she's going to be brave. My heart breaks for the people who serve at Harrenhal, though, especially the women. Every time the place changes hands, they're put through punishments for serving the regime that held it before, like they had any damn choice in the matter. We hear of Pretty Pia and the other women being held captive in the bear pit, shutters, for any man's use because they slept with Lannister soldiers. And the same thing will happen to... And any of the others who survive when the mountain arrives. And hmm, let me point out that the only person who arrives at Hall to try and set things right and who doesn't let anyone get mistreated is one Sir Jamie Lannister. Take that, <laughs> haters. He didn't put up with that crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely, definitely true. And yet another example of uh, why Jamie is the greatest character in the series. So... <laughs> End of episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have one more question. Um, Just a general question um, from Cardinal Girl 75 as well. Um, I've been listening to some of your old podcasts and loving every minute, but I don't know if this has ever been asked. What made you guys decide to call the podcast, close the door and come here? Also, who came up with the sign off line of I'm closing the door, get out? Oh, the, the sign out is a lot. (laughs) <laughs> well okay that, that okay first i think close the door and come here was chicky i think I, i'm pretty certain that was you chicky yes 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 and was. the get out thing was like in the early days 
it was kind of like anytime we disagreed with something someone said, um, or like we're just like flabbergasted at something someone said, we'd say, get out, just get out, get out yeah. of here, you know? <laughs> so then I think it was our, our guest, Donkey, was it Donkey Punch? <laughs> oh, Donkey Leg? Donkey Leg, Donkey Punch, that's something else. <laughs> Donkey leg. <laughs> he had uh, said that we needed a sign off at some point, and I, I somehow it morphed into we already had this tagline. It fit perfect. Get out. <laughs> so thus that but was. You're born. the one who used it the most. You were the one who would tell people to get out. The yeah, most, so like sounds so, sounds about right. <laughs> it was very it was a very long. <laughs> and I don't remember with the title. I think we just wanted a Jamie and Brienne phrase, but one that wasn't too overused. So I think that's why. It's a good one, you know, and in theory, if we ever wanted to morph into something else, it could still be used. It literally has, yes, it, it, it could be, mean anything. So yeah. It's very intimate, too, and very, uh, well, we know where it comes from, but like, not that intimate, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Pull up a chair. It's a good line. It's, good, it's a good title. I like it. Five years in. Is it five now, years? Anyway. How long has it been? Three years? I'm longer than five years, buddy. It's, yeah, know. longer than five years. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how long it's been, but it's been longer than oh five years. Oh my god. Slipping through my fingers. <laughs> Sunrise, sunset. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, was that it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, that was all the mail. Um, yeah, thank you for sending in those messages. Um, if you'd like to send us more, we love mail and you can reach us at close the door and at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. We are at the door podcast on Twitter. We are in other places too: Tumblr, Reddit, uh, Patreon. If you'd like to support us there, much appreciated. Um, you can also consider liking and subscribing, reviewing this podcast, wherever you may listen. And on that note, <laughs> closing the door. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> the first episode was April 15th, 2014. Oh, shoot me. Just shoot me. <laughs> I did a quick search, and yes, it was April 15th of 2014. Holy yeah, shit. Well, it's been like, what, three years? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I had a child that wasn't even born yet. <laughs> oh, goodness. Dead. Yeah, I knew it was much more than five because I feel like I first came on around 16, oh, yeah. 17. So, like, yeah, you've been on for over five years. <laughs> <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> oh, wow. Oh, I don't know what to do with that information. I don't. Let's don't think about it. Don't think okay. about it. <laughs> put it out of my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Arya walking away from the soldier. We're done. Just, just like Heron Hall. Right. Just like the courtyard at Heron Hall. It's gone. Yep. The rain will wash it clean. <laughs> oh my god, this is gold. Oh. Okay. Alright. This was fun. Kids. Thanks for having yeah. me back, guys. Oh, okay. Just get yeah, to talk to you. Yeah, these were good. Yeah, I'm gonna okay. go.